Welcome into the Fumbling Punter Podcast. This is our Wednesday podcast, but a special Wednesday podcast. This is the NBA show I've been teasing for a while. We have with us today Anthony Ogden. Anthony, you got your uh, Black Mamba shirt on for the uh, NBA podcast. I like that. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I know. I just feel like I had to get, you know, a theme shirt for it. and Get you know, pumped. Even though my Lakers are kind of a dumpster fire right now, I'm... I'm still excited about them, and you know I'm gonna support them. So oh, um, we're we're gonna go. we're gonna get into your Lakers here <laughs> in a bit. So uh, let's start with this is the NBA show. We're gonna get into uh, some storylines heading into the season. Of course, the big one was Kevin Durant to Golden State. That sellout's doing well this year. What do you think about Golden State this year? Yeah, the the thing about Golden State right now for me is they're finally starting to mesh. I mean, it's, yeah, they're. They're getting scary. They're getting efficient. I mean, I think Steph and Durant and Clay. I think they're all finally starting to, you know, come together. And I, th- I mean, right now they're a scary-looking team. Um, uh, they still have San Antonio sitting out there America's as their team. as their big their uh, big obstacle to get through the West. But yeah, they look good. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. they were. I was kind of listening to some of their set plays and this kind of this that and the other the other day and. Um, you know, some of their, you know, their options is, you know, as the defense on the team is, you know, you're going to be, get Steph, you're going to get Durant, and you're just going to have to leave Clay Thompson wide open. I mean, yeah. that's not, not a great solution for anybody. No, that that's not a recipe to uh, win. So my next note, uh, news going into the season this year was Dwayne Wade and Rondo to Chicago. I, I just have wrote down here, fail. Yeah, it's it's not been a good, good fit. I mean, they're all... Uh, Fred Hoiberg's their coach this year, right? Fred Hoiberg, that sounds right. Yeah, from uh, Iowa State, the mayor, they yes. used to call him the mayor of Ames. <laughs> yes, and you know, Ames, Iowa to Chicago is a little bit of a culture change, so <laughs> it's just, right now it's not looking too good for, you know, Dwayne Wade's yeah. homecoming to the, to yeah. the city of Chicago. Uh, speaking of homecoming, I have down uh, Dwight Howard to the Hawks, and then I also have wrote down, does he still play basketball? Yeah, I, you know, this season, as big as he is for, you know, seven foot or however big, he's been pretty quiet yeah. in the league. I mean, you don't hear much out of him. Um, you know, four or five years ago, he was, you know, everybody was talking about him as being, a, you know, a centerpiece for a franchise. And oh, yeah. He's, you know. And a- beyond an afterthought. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I haven't heard, you brought up him and Porzingis had a little bit of a feud. I haven't heard anything else out of the yeah, guy that's, this year. That's it. I mean, yeah. and you really haven't heard anything out of the Hawks either. I mean, no. one way or the other. So. Yeah, and then uh, I, I have the Cavs defending their title, and then just LeBron James cries because well, I mean LeBron James cries because LeBron James cries. <laughs> um. <laughs> I uh, I listen to a funny uh, funny podcast sometimes called Pardon My Take from Barstool Sports, mm-hmm. and they like calling LeBron Blames. <laughs> So uh, I, I enjoy that. And then uh, how would Russ play solo? And I just wrote down there MVP. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if if he's the if he's the guy on your team, and which he is like right now in OKC, I mean, he's you know looking at you know averaging a triple double this year. It's it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So that's kind of how all of the uh, all of the off season moves have turned out, and what we think of uh, kind of how those have played out. Now. Uh, Move that wasn't talked about. I don't even know if this is his first year there. Mike D- D'Antoni coming to Houston with uh, James Harden and really revitalizing his career. What do you think about that? Yeah, because he was. I mean, he was handed two of the biggest 
you know, franchises yeah. and really all sports in the New York Knicks for a couple of years and Los Angeles Lakers there for a couple of years and just fell flat on his face, be it, you know, personnel or people, you know, not really, you know, fitting into his yeah. system because he's a very system-oriented coach. Yeah. And so if he doesn't have the right people or the right parts to go with it, I mean, it's not going to work because, you know, when he first broke in with the Suns with Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire, yeah. and those guys. I mean, that's what really got me to watching the NBA team because they played fast and they were up and down. And those it was a Suns lot of, teams were yeah, fun it was to a watch. lot of fun to yeah. watch. And, um, you know, it, it was exciting at first to, you know, hear him going to a big market and, you know, maybe get yeah. a little bit more money and trying to throw some of these, some big names together. Yeah. And, you know, just... It didn't work out. It, at all. And, you know, I saw something real interesting that he needs a certain type of point guard to lead his uh, mm-hmm. system, and James Harden seems to be that guy. Yeah, I mean, um, if it wasn't for the season that Russ is having this year, I mean, Harden would hands down, I think, be the be the MVP choice. At this oh, point. yeah, no yeah. doubt at all. No doubt at all. Uh, so... Transitioning there from uh, Mike D'Antoni to a place he's failed, the uh, L.A. Lakers. I know you're a big Laker guy. Ugh. And what? What? That that's just kind of a train wreck. Yeah, I don't even know where to start. Really, I mean, they, you know, the news that just came out that they fired Mitch Kupchak, who I think he did a you know fairly well job. I mean, he won, you know, the, all those titles and drafted Kobe and all this, that, and the other, and you know, he did a good job, but. He gets fired. Uh, Jim Buss gets fired. Jeannie um, Buster's dropping the yeah, axe this week. She's not messing around. And then they go and hire Magic and put him in to... President of Basketball Operations? President of bas- Basketball Operations, that's right. And without with zero experience. Yeah. And when they first hired him before they fired all these people. You know, I thought it was looking good. And, you know, Hire Magic, he's going to be a good recruitment tool, you know, yeah. to show the flag, you know, that kind of thing. And, and I was all for that. But to put him in this kind of a leadership position and to, you know, he's going to have the final decisions on a lot of this, you know, player development, player recruitment. You know, I just don't know if he's ready for that. I mean, he with zero, you know, experience, Yeah, it's, it's you know... And he kind of head scratching for me. He's a guy honest. that's got a lot going on, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's... You know, has a small stake in the Dodgers, yeah. you know. And, and I knew that, and so it seemed like, you know, this was kind of an inevitable thing, especially since he's a Laker guy. Yeah. You know, going, you know, being a, the ownership group with the Dodgers and then, you know, getting a little bit with the Lakers. So, I don't know. It's just, right now, it's not looking good as far as, you know, former players, former coaches that have came into, you know, management positions that mm-hmm. haven't really done well, especially yeah. ones with no experience. Oh, and, yeah. Phil Jackson would be your at the top of the list right now. Um, let's not, let us not forget Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, yeah, another. Yeah. That, that's even worse. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I wanna I want him to do well, and I want the the Lakers to do well. Just as you know, from a fan's perspective, but it's you know to be seen, I guess. And and there's some of some of the things he has said on Twitter are <laughs> head scratching to say the least. Oh yeah, um, just. You know, off the wall comments about players. He would, I think he said he would pick Brandon Knight number one overall if he was Ooh. coming out here. Yeah, a while. Yeah. Away. So, so 
So right now, uh, like I said, cautiously optimistic with the you know keyword being cautious here. Um, the only really bright spot I could say is that they are looking at, um, I believe his name is Rob Palinka for the GM position. Yeah. And he is kind of a big time, he was Kobe's agent. Um, I believe he's James Harden's agent. Oh, wow. And he's got, you know, several other clients. So I think, and I think he would be a good fit for the job because, um, you know, another guy that has done, went from G or not, not GM, but, uh, agent to GM is the the guy running Golden State right now. Oh, wow. You know how that's... Yeah, looking. that's turned out fairly well for yeah. them. So, if, I mean, if he could do something like that for us, you know, I would... I'd love it, but yeah, it's kind of where we're at with the, the Lakers, I guess. Yeah, I uh, have down here, they're 19 and 39 yeah. on the season. I mean, they're hopefully looking at one of those top five yeah, picks. The only team worse than them right now is the Suns. Um, they're, you know, for sure probably going to get a lottery, so, so that's good. And this... I, I haven't watched a lot of college basketball this year, but, you know, a lot of people are saying it's going to be a very strong yeah. class coming out, so that's a good thing, but um, the season started well, and I was I was excited about the start, but they just, they just fell off, and I think Luke Walton has them going in the right direction, but um, they just need to get some of these young guys' experience, yeah. and then they need to play better on defense. I mean, before the All-Star game here, I think the last game of the before the break, the Suns put up the worst team I yeah. think in the NBA um, put up 137 points on them. I mean, you can't, you can't have that. So you got to get better defensively. They got to do, you know, get some of these younger guys' experience. But you know, I think I think they're moving in the right direction. I think hopefully we'll we'll see them on the up and up here. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'm gonna give Magic some advice. My first thing I would do is get Swaggy P or whatever in the hell his real name is out of. L.A. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know he's in their starting five right now? Ugh. That's I, that's that's a good point you bring up because that's I was gonna say, and it's funny you bring him up because I kind of started following him on um, some of the social media stuff, and he seems like a genuinely good person. He looks like a good father, so yeah. You know, I can't say anything bad as far as that goes, but you're never gonna have a winning team within with him in your yeah. starting five. So yeah. unfortunately, I mean. As good as the person as he is, which I'm all for. Yeah, I want to. I want to win some NBA games. So yeah, yeah. That's, I, I would like to see him hit the road. Yeah, and uh, while we're talking on what the Lakers have right now, uh, I have down that Magic needs to get Brandon Ingram into the uh, donut shop because that dude looks like he weighs about 115 pounds. Absolutely, he needs a. Uh, he needs all the protein. <laughs> he needs to, to get with the bros in the gym and yeah. get some gains. Is yeah. what he needs. Yo. Know, Fun story here for you guys that uh, may not know me and Anthony or know what kind of our background. We had a grand argument around 2006, 2007 about Kevin Durant and his weight. Yeah, yep, 2007. So 10 years ago now, I was on the Kevin Durant can win as a skinny guy because of his shot. I thought, you know, he could get to the rim. I don't see Brandon Ingram as that type of... Brandon Ingram's got to put a little bit of weight on. Yeah, and that when he was coming out, a lot of people were you know, kind of doing that same comparison. I said, if he can be a Kevin Durant, you know, I'm all for that. Oh, yeah. So, um, and I, and I, and to be completely honest with everyone, you know, I was, I didn't think Durant had the size or the, you know, the toughness really to match up in the NBA, but I, you know, I'll, I'll admit when I was wrong and I was wrong, so. While we're admitting when we're wrong, I also, around that same time, thought that Vince Young was going to be a great NFL quarterback. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, 
I was definitely wrong on that one. <laughs> Sorry, I had to check on some of our sound equipment there. Yeah, uh, old VY in his uh, million dollar 30th birthday parties Ooh. he's throwing up, you know. I, uh, I I swung and missed on that one pretty bad. <laughs> uh, the only thing I would like about Vince Young is that birthday party. I wish I would have been invited. Come on, VY, you gotta you gotta hook us up here. <laughs> uh, so you know, looking at kind of some of the head scratching moves the Lakers have made, they gave Timothy Moskov and Luau Deng matching four year seventy two million dollar deals. That seem like seems like that could be a hindrance in signing future free agents. Yeah, I mean, just looking. Besides some of their young guys, I think, you know, their roster construction, other than some of the people they drafted here recently, has not been, you know, very very well thought out. Yeah. So, I think that's some, you know, some of the reasons some of these guys are getting fired. Um, and that's that's kind of a big deal, because here in the next couple of years, there are going to be some big free agent names out yeah. there. So, you're hung up in contracts with, you know, these guys, Ding and Mozgov. I mean, I don't know. And, and everybody's talking about, you know, with the new... You know, financial the new uh, TV deal, yeah, yeah, and the cap going up stuff that's going on in the NBA right now. I mean, there's going to be money to spend, but you know, how much is there going to be out there when you got these big name guys coming? You want yeah. to recruit them, so yeah. Well, uh, looking for your draft, I wrote down some names that have kind of popped off to me. Uh, Lonzo Ball is a point guard in UCLA. He grew up in Chino Hills, right outside mm-hmm. of LA. Yeah. That guy has a lot of talent. Six five point guard. Uh, he would be a nice fit in LA. I think so. And the only problem with that is they have D'Angelo Russell right now. Yeah. Who is he's only? I think a lot of people forget this because there's a lot of people that are kind of getting on him for yeah. you know not developing fast enough. But he's only 20 years old. Wow. I mean, um, he's. He's not been in the league. He did in the league for maybe a year and a half now. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it's time to give up on him, but having it's a guard-oriented league right now, so I think drafting Lonzo Ball would not be a bad thing. I mean, yeah. To have a to have a couple of those guys. I mean. And then uh, I went I went uh, homerism on Jason Tatum from Duke. Grew up in St. Louis. I don't know if you've seen Tatum at all. If not, you need to watch a Duke game. He's kind of one of those guys that's taken a little bit of time to adjust from uh, college to the NBA game, but or from high school to college. Yeah. And it might take him a little bit of time to adjust, but he's coming around now for Duke. And I think that he's going to be part of the reason that Duke makes a run in the tournament. Because really? yeah. he's like a 6'8", 6'9", swingman. And uh, he, he definitely has some skills and ability. I think he was the number two recruit in the nation this last year. Really, yeah. No, so high, high ceiling. Uh, Malik Monk out of Kentucky. That He yeah. dropped over 40 on UNC. I mean, he's I like watched a, that game, yeah. It he, was it was uh, tragic. He, he was just, you know, they couldn't stop him. So. Yeah, he's yeah. good. And the uh, last guy I wrote down here is Harry Giles. Uh, and that he's going to need some time to develop kind of in that Brandon Ingram category. Yeah. So wherever the Lakers end up in the uh, lottery will probably have a lot to do with who they end up getting. So now we're going to transition into what's happened in the first half of the season with some teams, and we're going to start off in the East. The Cleveland Cavaliers, they're pretty set as your number one seed unless something happens with Boston. Um, the news broke that Kevin loves her out for what was the time frame on that? Six weeks is what I heard. Okay, so he'll be back in plenty of time yeah. for the playoffs. I think and, it was. I think it was a knee. Yeah, what was going on? It's something they, with his knee. The Cavs had that little run there where they lost like five of six, five of seven, but for the most part they've been cruising yeah. this year, and uh, which was expected. I mean, the East is 
it's not a tough road at, at the moment. So. Yeah. And uh, I did I did harp on LeBron pretty bad whenever he came out and said they needed another playmaker. Yeah. LeBron, quit quit being LeBron Blanks. <laughs> he he's he's one of those guys. that just sometimes he, I feel like you maybe want to keep that stuff in house, but he's he's I think he's kind of that first people of the new generation who are always no matter what they're going to either talk to the media they're talking on social media oh, yeah. or this that and the other so you know i think that's just part of who he is yeah um and it's i think it's part of right now it looks like it's just part of what the the Cavs yearly thing is i mean they they come out good yeah have a little mid-season scuffle where they're looking bad and lebron isn't you know happy with the roster construction and so he starts talking but then you know they roll into April and June start rolling again. Yeah, so, so I, I, I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, I have a couple of notes on LeBron and why I kind of don't like his blaming, give me help, yeah. yada yada yada. Your shirt, Black Mama, Kobe. Could you imagine <laughs> Kobe being like, "Oh, I need another playmaker." Kobe would have been like, "Give me the ball fifty yeah. times a game and get the hell out of the way." He's a he's like the guy on uh, Captain Phillips. Look me in the eye. I am the playmaker. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was Kobe, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're talking about LeBron being part of this new generation, and I think, like, it's all, like, AAU. Yeah. You know, we want to – if your AAU team sucks, you just go play mm-hmm. for a better one. Um, I think uh, – I didn't well, didn't have a chance to read the article, but it's funny you mentioned that because I think Kevin Garnett had just wrote something for the Players' Tribune yeah. about, you know, the detriment, really, the AAU basketball right now is yeah. – is kind of due into the whole sport. So yeah. I, I'm going to have to look that up, but I think it would be an interesting take on it. because that, Absolutely. Yeah, because, it, I mean, it really has. I mean, AAU basketball, it just, it has blown up in the last, you know, five, ten years, and it's just yeah. crazy what they do oh, on yeah. that scale. Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of like what's made for everybody wanting to go play with their friends. Mm-hmm. Is absolutely, that, yeah. And I think that's kind of what's harmed the NBA regular season is – you know, AAU basketball, those guys play so many games mm-hmm. that it's more of just go out, get mm-hmm. yours. If you lose, there's mm-hmm. three more games yeah. today. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like the older generation of playing high school basketball where every game mattered. Yeah. Every game that you played in mattered. So playing, I think that's kind of transitioned yeah. into the NBA regular season and mm-hmm. kind of made it for a little bit of a worse watch. Yeah, because, I mean, you were playing, you know, you had your maybe – at most, maybe 35 games a year, yeah. you know, but in your season, and now they play, you know, their school league, which would, you know, your 35 games, whatever, ever, and then they play all summer, which, oh, you can probably play in, into the hundreds of games, I mean, yeah. some of these, some of these guys, so it's, yeah, it's it's definitely, it's a whole new, whole new thing that's, yeah. that's going on. Uh, so, my next team is the Celtics, they're currently sitting at the two seed in the East, uh, I love, love Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. I mean... He, who would have thought that Danny Ainge would have just hit an absolute grand slam getting him from Phoenix? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, he's and he's the heart and soul of that team. Yeah. I mean, he's the motor that makes that team go. So, yeah, I, I, I'm impressed with him. And a lot of people want to harp on his size, but, I mean. He makes it work. Yeah. You know? I mean, I saw he's like two games behind, uh, was it Maravich that he was behind? And the Celtics of scoring twenty plus points a game for forty some consecutive games. I Whatever not, I it was, that. it was pretty interesting. Yeah. That you think about how long you know the Celtics have been good. Mm-hmm. You know, right there with the Lakers, most championships, mm-hmm. most wins. 
and that Isaiah Thomas is creeping up on most consecutive twenty point games is pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I mean they've had you know a lot of a lot of big name players you know run through that organization. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you, know, you, you know, if you're thinking you know people that are going to have the most twenty point games in that franchise, you're thinking maybe Bird. I mean, one of the big three guys, you know, right yeah. now, Paul Pierce, some of those guys, but. Yeah, it's Isaiah Thomas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's beyond impressive, I think. So they're sitting in the two seed, a team that I've kind of forgot to, just completely forgot about. I'm looking at the standings right here. The Wizards are in the three seed right now. I'm glad you mentioned that because they, uh, they have really started to pre- protect their home court. I mean, yeah. they've won, rattled off, I want to say 24 or 25 straight at home. I mean, they're... Wow. They're uh, they're right in the hunt right now. Yeah, and uh, going to do a little more Missouri homerism here. Two of their best three players are from the state of Missouri. Bradley Beal from St. Louis and Otto Porter Jr. from Scott County Central High School. Scott County Central, yeah. I knew Bradley Beal. I did not realize uh, Otto Porter. Yeah, so if you want to do some fun basketball Wikipedia reading later, look up the Porter family. Uh, They're all from, like, the greater Sykeston area, and they are just a dynasty of basketball family from down there. Scott County Central is, like, 1A ball, and they've won, like, 18 state championships, and wow. uh, Porter has been on every one of those. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to give you some more uh, fun Porter family facts. The number two recruit this year and the number five recruit next year is Michael Porter Jr. this year and then J- his little brother, Jonte, next year. Michael Porter Jr., who, like I said, is the number two recruit, mm-hmm. and some different sites have him as the number one. Yeah. He is, they call him Baby Durant. Baby Durant. He is 6'10", is 6'10 swing mm-hmm. man. He played at 3A Father Tolton, which uh, our alma mater, Licking, would have had to have matched up with him in sectionals this year, but his dad just took a job in Seattle as the University of Washington men's assistant basketball coach. So could you imagine our old alma mater, little Licking, having to to match up with two future (laughs) NBA players? I mean, it would have been fun to watch. Oh, yeah, it would have been awesome to watch, um, but a little bit of a mismatch. I would not have wanted to be on the court. Oh, good. Banging with those guys. No, not someone they call Baby Durant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the little brother's like 6'11". I mean, these are big. And they're same, part of, uh, they're uh, cousins to Otto Porter. Okay, yeah. So uh, all from that whole Porter wow, family basketball no, dynasty. I, I had never heard that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's interesting that you bring that up. So do some fun reading on that earlier, but... Uh, so what do you think about the uh, the Wizards this year? You know, sitting right around their top part of the Eastern Conference, I I wouldn't th- I think that they could make a run at the uh, Celtics or the Raptors if they matched up. But yeah. the big question, of course, in the East is can anybody overtake the Cavs? Um, I think it's a good story this year. Uh, I think John Wall, you know, the big he was a very big you know, oh, hyped yeah. up coming into college. Um, so he's actually he's having a good year. He's an All Star this year. Um, it's a good story, but I don't think, you know, they have a shot at, you know, overcoming LeBron. The yeah. For, you know. I like their pieces, though, you know. I do, too. I mean, you know, they get a couple more. Um, you know, there's, there was those rumors of uh, even Durant going there, because uh, I think Washington yeah. is home, Washington, yeah. D.C., hometown for yeah, Durant. Katie. So, that, there's rumors of that for a while, so. Um, and Durant's only on a two-year deal. Yeah, and... you, you never really know with the. Uh, the Warriors, she would yeah. there and then maybe moves on, but um, you know, add Durant and that's that's a that's a big time team. Oh yeah, point. yeah, that is for sure. So uh, actually, as I'm looking, the Hawks are in the five seed, but five seed, no, yeah. no, no thanks to Dwight. But, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I was telling you earlier that uh, Schroeder and Millsap kind of uh, anchor that team. 
you know, they're kind of just one of those going to get taken out by the Cavs. Yeah. Oh, I have fun uh, notes here with the Hawks that we kind of talked about before we went live. Uh, Josh Smith, I was wondering what happened to Josh Smith. Uh, he last played for, and I'm probably going to mispronounce this, the Sichuan Blue Whales in China. The Blue Whales. The Blue Whales. That's a... Uh... Not really a, a high-profile franchise that I've yeah. heard here. Yeah, not where uh, <laughs> not where you would have thought that Josh Smith would end up. But you had a fun story on uh, some Chinese league basketball. Yeah, I was actually, I was, uh, I think it was yesterday or a couple of days ago. I was just kind of turning on ESPN, flipping through it, and uh, uh, if you guys, you know, watch college basketball here the last couple of years, you would have known a guy by the name of Jimmer Fredette. Oh yeah. So sniper Jimmer, from BYU. Yeah. The uh, the Mormon is uh, dropping some bombs over in China. He uh, he dropped. I think it was seventy three points. Something like yeah, that. 73 yeah, seventy three points. He he had in the game the other day. Uh, he was he was back in the states here because he's having wife's having a new baby. So you know congratulations to them. But Jimmer's over in China right now. Apparently the China basketball league is kind of taken off. You know yeah. normally you'd hear about guys going to Europe and that kind of thing, but. I, I think that they're paying pretty well. Yeah. There's been some guys here the last couple of years, uh, left-handed point guard, Brandon Jennings. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they made the one-and-done rule, and I think he went to China to play. Yeah. And there was maybe another guy, I can't think of who it is right now, because, I mean, they're giving those guys a million bucks, mm-hmm. you know? I think, did AI spend some time? Or no, that was uh, J.R. Smith. Yes. Whenever there was mm-hmm. a lockout was going on. Mm-hmm. You know J.R.'s got to eat. Yeah, he's got to so, get his money. <laughs> Even so, though he's not going to wear a shirt, he's still got to hey gotta get, <laughs> gotta get that money. Uh, J.R. Anytime, yeah. anytime you can bring up J.R. Smith. I was really hoping he was going to go shirtless to the White House. I mean, that oh. would just set off the whole thing. Oh, man. That would have been good. J.R. has got some solid ink, so yeah, it's not like does. just bare-chested yeah. with all that ink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on here in the Eastern Conference, I, I got a note about the Bucks. I'll have to look here real quick and see where they stand, but I love the Greek freak. Giannis, I can't pronounce his last name. Yeah, I'm not even going to try. Yeah, <laughs> me either. It's uh, it's pretty worthless. Uh, they're sitting one game behind the Pistons in the eighth seed. But I think that, you know, Giannis, they could really have something there. I uh, I really like uh, Jabari Parker. Yeah. I liked him at Duke. Um, yeah, I, and to hear a lot of people talk about um, Giannis, it's, you know, his his skill set and, you know, just his reach and the way he can play, you know, defense and it was, uh, I was actually listening to one of the NBA podcasts, and um, I forget who was talking about it, but it was, they were talking about the way he closes out. They were talking, yeah. you know, this guy who was trying to, you know, get up his normal, you know, three-point shot, and uh, Giannis was under the basket, and he was lifting up to shoot, and he, you know, he had a hand, you know, up in his face. Wow. You know, just, he was there, and he said it was just an unbelievable closeout. Yeah. You know, so... The things the guy that can do on the basketball court, you know, we haven't really seen, you know, because he's, he's kind of a one-of-a-kind, really, as yeah, far as his you frame and his speed and his talent. Yeah, especially coming out of Europe, most of yeah. those guys, you don't really consider them uh, athletic no. freaks. Mm-hmm. You know, they're more of finesse guys. Yeah. You, you look at Dirk, Tony Parker, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't really see any imposing athlete no. out of Europe for a long time until now. It's really the first first one I can think of. Yeah, yeah, head. me too. I'm Tony Kukoc? Yeah. Pau <laughs> <How> Gasol. <laughs> there you the, go. The, well, I guess the Gasol brothers. The so. Gasol brothers. Yeah. When, when they're not being doctors yeah. on their days <laughs> off. So, uh, oh, uh, moving on in the East, I have the Indiana Pacers and just what happened to the Pacers. If you don't remember, 
a few years ago, they were really battling with the Miami Heat there in the uh, conference finals. And yeah. they kind of, you know, Paul George had that gruesome yeah, injury in the uh, exhibition game. Mm-hmm. But uh, what what really happened there? I don't, you know, I can't tell you. It's uh, Paul George, and he sort of came back. He's had a good, yeah. good after the injury. I mean, he's came back strong. Um, so he's looking good, but it just seems like he doesn't have a lot of help around him. Yeah. I mean, for whatever reason. That's, and you want to talk about, you know, another, you know, person in charge of basketball operations. I think that was Larry Bird. Larry Legend. In, in charge of that that franchise there for a while. And, you know, it's not looking too good at the moment. So um, we'll have to see. I mean, are they even in a, in a playoff uh, spot? I'm right looking now? right now. They're in the sixth season. Six they're kind of bundled up there between the sixth and, like, 12th spot, basically. Yeah. Everybody's kind of within five five games of each other. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, they could get hot and easily. I mean, they're four games behind the Hawks in the five spot. So they'll probably be having a matchup with Toronto, uh, Washington, Boston. One of those top seeds. Yeah, so that never a good way to start out in the playoffs. No, that's tough, especially having to go into those first, you know, seven-game series. Got to win oh, yeah. four of them. That's, that's a tough for any of those lower seeds there in the NBA. Oh, you have some fun uh, Indiana Pacers trivia for us here. I do, yeah. we were. I was, I was listening to the podcast the, yesterday or two days ago when you guys were talking about the uh, dunk contest. And uh, who who ended up winning this year? Uh, Glenn Robinson the third. Glenn Robinson the third, Indiana Pacer. The last Indiana Pacer to win a dunk contest was uh, Fred Jones. <laughs> you know that is good the, stuff. The famous, renowned Fred Jones. Yeah, I, I, think... I know a lot of our listeners probably probably know who we're talking. Oh about, yeah, Fred yeah. Jones. Um, this was it was two thousand three, two thousand four, something like that. So it's been it's been a while ago. The I guess the Indiana Pacers aren't normally known for, you know, their high line antics here. So <laughs> But Fred Jones, guys, you know, write that down if you wanna have a have a yeah. fun fact here. Hey. If you're ever in Indiana, got some sports trivia going on. Oh yeah, I mean hey, take that to the bar. You know, yeah. you never know when that's gonna come up in uh, sports trivia. Yeah, absolutely. So we we might win you some money, maybe win you a <laughs> gift card to shenanigans. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> So, uh, fun fact there brought in by Anthony. Bringing, it, bringing his A-game today. Yeah, I'm trying to. So, uh, oh, one more team that I want to hit on before we uh, leave the Eastern Conference is the the process, the 76ers. You know, I love that guy on, speaking of social media again, love that guy on social media. He is funny. He, uh, you know, he's, he's dubbed himself the process. Joel, oh yeah, Joel and B guys. Uh, <laughs> if you don't follow him, you should go take a look at him. Um, maybe I mean, unfortunately, I think he's going to be another one of these big man stories. Greg Oden, exactly. They can't stay healthy. Um, I, I'm actually I'm really rooting for for him. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, right now, I think he's. Uh, I think he just got diagnosed with another knee yeah. injury. So hate to see that. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's he's not you know kind of progressing the way. It was looking like he was, I mean, he was slated as to be the next big man. Yeah. And this year, I mean, even on a limited minutes restriction, he was having a fairly dominant year, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, his uh, performance averaged out over, you know, 40 minutes, 35 minutes a game. He was, like, top of the league. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got all the talent in the world. I'm rooting for him. Um Unfortunately, the 76ers and they they've kind of thrown together some pieces. I mean, Ben Simmons, I think he's going to be yeah. he's going to be good. Is, is he hurt right now? He is hurt. Yeah, yeah. I, I that's that's the thing right now. Then they they kind of got the injury bug. So yeah. Um. 
it'd be nice to see the 76ers relevant again. Yeah. Um, it's always a lot, a little bit more fun in the NBA and the East oh, Eastern yeah. Conference when those guys are, yeah, you know, doing well. So I root for him. Uh, I haven't seen anything out of uh, Jaleel Okafor since he got in that yeah. bar fight in Boston. Um, I thought he was going to be a little bit better of a NBA player than he has turned out to be. Yeah. Um, I guess just really the way it is anymore, it's you know a guard centric league. So yeah. The those you know bigger fellows are going to have a have a tougher time of it. Yeah. Getting around. I think you almost sense. have to be a stretch big. Yeah. To I think that's really that's kind of where the where the game is going. Yeah. So uh, I'm having my prediction for the Eastern Conference Final: Cavs over Celtics four two. Anthony, what do you got? Yeah, definitely. I think the Cavs are going to win the uh, work their way through the conference. Um, I'd like to see another good Cavs Celtics series because I mean when they oh, were yeah. when it was them and the, the Boston three party yeah that was that was uh, a lot of fun. I think it was good for the NBA really yeah. to have a, a good rivalry there in the East. So. I re- I'm, to be honest, right now, I'm just kind of rooting for a good series. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, you know, I think that's what we're all rooting for, especially after having to sit through 82 games of what's not, most of the time, very competitive yeah. basketball. Uh, you know, the balance of the league has kind of been off with Durant moving to Golden State. So yeah. I think we're all just really hoping for good playoffs. And really here just recently with all, you know, the the big, you know, the super teams yeah. running the new invoke thing. So that's kind of, you know... I feel like it's probably thrown off the parody of the league a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're fun to watch, but it's not necessarily something, especially, you know, around here, you're not getting all, you know, that just one single team to be able to watch. It's going to be all of them. And so if you yeah. got if you don't got one of these good teams, it's not a lot of fun to, you know, watch the, you know. Oh, yeah. No names here. Yeah, I actually uh, had, had a nice Twitter exchange with the uh, Odd Sharks guy about uh, the NBA regular season. Mm-hmm. He was bringing up that it's only fun to bet. It's not really fun to watch unless That's you true. have money on the game. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's get let's dive into the the Western Conference. Start with the uh, best record in the NBA, the Warriors. I just have here that I hate the Golden State Warriors. I want Durant back in Oklahoma City. Yeah, we just talked about how him going there really unbalanced the league. Yeah. They're the heavy fight favorite to win the title this year. Um. We we, we kind of really touched on Golden State at the beginning of the podcast, how they're kind of finding their groove. You know, I'm not normally uh, a hater, per se. I, know I try not to drink the haterade, but that's kind of one of these teams that I've kind of slowly grown to, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of done with you guys. I just yeah. get out of my face here. I, I agree. And I, I do have a buddy going to give Brian Fick a shout-out, a uh, guy I work with. He's from the Bay Area, and he's like, hey, man, quit hating on my Warriors. They – I – Endured a lot of bad warrior basketball. No, and, and I'm 100% okay with those people. Yeah, but yeah. It's these people here in the middle of Missouri that are walking around with their flat bill warriors. <laughs> the city. Steph, and their Steph Curry jersey. Um, Do you guys yeah. even know where San Francisco was before, you know? I, I really want to ask ago? how many of these people with their the city hats yeah. and Steph Curry jerseys, if they know where Go- the Golden State Warriors yeah. are based out of. Absolutely. I mean, I bet you wouldn't get a lot of Bay Area no. answers. You'd get some general California um, stuff. The, you know, the Golden State? Yeah, the, the go- California somewhere? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I also have some notes that I want to get into here. Uh, I think Kay Thompson or Clay Thompson is going to leave the Warriors when his deal's up. I, I got into this a while back. Uh, I think he's got three, two or three years left on his deal. But you saw the game he went for 60 and three quarters, yeah. or at least the highlights, mm-hmm. and 
He did not have nice things to say about getting pulled out of the game for the entire fourth quarter. Yeah, and I think that's kind of a Steve Kerr thing. I think he's 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 kind of a big picture guy. Yeah. And he wants to, you know, he's one of those, I think, kind of the new era that may be looking at, you know, a lot of the minutes and yeah. that kind of thing. But, you know, I'm I'm kind of with Clay Thompson. You oh. Know, I like to see buckets. I mean, that's what I watched the NBA for. So yeah. if I got a guy that's 60 in the third quarter... Let him go. Let him yeah, eat. I mean, let him see if you know he can get that eighty mark. Yeah, Just absolutely. Let him do it. But uh, so I don't know. I don't think Clay Thompson's long for. Yeah, I think he's kind of tired of being. What? Which third you or look at. Fiddle. Yeah, and you look at what he does for them. He guards their best player mm-hmm. every single night. Yeah. They, that's my biggest problem with Steph Curry is they hide him on defense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he's not guarding anybody. Really. No, no, he's. He's not guarding Kyrie. He's not guarding Russ Westbrook. No. He's not guarding the best player no. on the team. They have to hide him. For the most part, he's not guarding any sort of their point guards because their point guards, you know, this day and age in the NBA are too athletic for him. Yeah. He oh, can't yeah. Keep up with him and no. And he can't size up with him because he's not a big guy. Oh, and he's soft as a feather pillow, yeah. too. So, uh, oh, I'm going I'm to tease this here for the future. I have that Clay, because someone was saying that Clay Thompson's not good enough to win a team a title. I think that's true if he's their first and only option. I agree with that. And I'm going to give you, I got one, two, three, four, five teams that I think Clay Thompson could make a, a title contender today. San Antonio. Absolutely. Do the uh, LaMarcus Aldridge thing. Absolutely. Oh, how nasty would that be to have uh, Clyde Leonard and Clay Thompson playing defense on your guards? Woo! Yeah, I mean... To be honest, you throw any even mid-level guy at San Antonio, oh, yeah. and they're gonna they're gonna win games. Oh but, yeah, yeah. Uh, Oklahoma City, him and Russ. Mm-hmm. I like that. That would be good. Russ likes to drive. Clay likes to shoot. Could be a match made heaven. This is this is maybe my favorite. I'm gonna give you the next two: uh, Boston, L.A. Clippers. I think that he could do some good things for both of those teams. I think definitely Boston. Um, I think the Clippers are kind of going towards the uh, kind of dysfunctional mode, yeah. so I think he might, he probably want to stay away from that, because, I mean, Chris Paul's kind of running out the string here, Yeah. you don't really know how much time he has left, and after he goes, I mean, he, Clay Thompson would be that number one guard guy, and yeah. I don't know if he's he's suited to run, run point yeah. for a team. And then I'm going to give you where he could win a title for a team and be the franchise player. Memphis Grizzlies. I think so. There's enough. Yeah. I think there's enough pieces with uh, Parsons, uh, Mike Conley, Randolph, Gasol. I think there are enough pieces around him that Clay Thompson could really think about how nasty of a defense that would be. Yeah, I think that that's actually pretty intriguing. Yeah, that you mentioned that. Because uh, then, I mean, you take Clay Thompson off the Warriors, and Steph's got to start playing defense. Yeah, I mean, and and plus it would be, I mean. We're we're you know we're just the normal people here. We're not the you know media driven storylines, but that would be a big storyline. Oh man! Anytime that matchup happened again, you know Clay hey, sticking it in Golden State's eye. Hey, we would we would love to harp on it for a couple yeah. of days <laughs> to get some ratings up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so moving on from the Warriors, the Spurs. Spurs are only four games back of the Warriors right now, and nobody and nobody's talking. About not it. a word. Not mm-hmm. a word. Outside of the fumbling punter, nobody's talking yeah. about the Spurs. And that's that's one thing me and you have talked about, you know, yeah. off the show here. I mean, that's that's the big thing. Is the Spurs are, for whatever reason, I mean, it's it's just crazy how much they don't really get mentioned in those conversations with you know the top teams in the NBA. I mean, it's right now it's basically Golden State, Cavs, and 
Yeah. The Spurs are just an afterthought, but like you said, they're you know four games back and. You know, that's a lot of wins. I mean, they're... Yeah, I'm not counting out Pop. Yeah. Ever. Uh, and, you know, I uh, I said earlier in this uh, in the Fumbling Punter that they become America's sweetheart if they uh, knock off the Warriors and the Cavs both. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's a... That would be a big... That'd be a big storyline because, uh, I mean, right now, I mean, it's it's basically that people have, you know, the Warriors and the Cavs penciled in yeah. the finals already. Um, I, you know... I'd be intrigued to see, to see what the Spurs are going to do here. I mean, um, Kawhi Leonard is another guy who is just not really talked about that much. Yeah, he's probably top five player in the absolutely, NBA. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and um, you want to talk about Kawhi Leonard and what he can do? I mean, he's the one guy I think in the NBA that can shut down LeBron James by himself. Oh he yeah, he doesn't need any help. Man, I mean, just with his his skill set and his size and his speed. I mean, um, I mean, he's really the closest thing. To LeBron James, I mean, he does he doesn't have some of his other intangibles, yeah. you know, as far as passing or that kind of thing goes. But you know, size and speed. Yeah, he's he's the closest thing there is right now. But how how good have just the Spurs organization been ran? We talked about this around the Super Bowl, that you know of dynasties yeah. that lasting more than just. Uh, and you know, this is where I think it really gets interesting because it's lasting more than just a a player or a core group mm-hmm. and a coach. This team is, I mean, Pop's been there the whole time, but you went from David Robinson to Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu, and Manu and Tony are still there, but the torch has definitely been passed. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, I think this is going to be Manu's last year. I think they that's yeah. been been thrown out there. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's one of the, the better run organizations really in professional sports right now. Absolutely. Um, and I, I'm going to have a hot take for you. Heard it here first. Greg Popovich is the best coach in the NBA since Red Auerbach. That's a tough one to say with Phil hanging out there. You know, I I'm know. A, I'm a Phil guy, so as a, as a coach. Yeah. Not, not as a, uh, <laughs> not as, in the management role, but. Yeah, but uh, you know, I'm, this is why I'm going to say this. Phil? I, I, I know, yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. You don't, you don't even have to say it, but, but go ahead. <laughs> Phil got six with Michael and bolted. Then he came in with a pretty pre-made team with Kobe and Shaq. Absolutely. Won three with them, left, came back when Kobe got some more pieces around him in uh, Gasol, Lamar Odom, Andrew Bynum, throwing some names out there that you're not going to hear every day. Won two more rings. Well, you might hear Lamar Odom if you're on TMZ. (laughs) (laughs) Just because of the Kardashians. Yeah. And the Coke. (laughs) But, uh... No, but you know, so Phil wasn't anywhere very long. Pop's been with this team with, you know, different core star players for, I mean, I'm going to say at least 1999. I don't know how much longer he was there before 99. Might have to look this up in the show. But he's really, he's really lasted, you know, outlasted any major piece of the puzzle there and has kept them you know, title contenders year in and year out. I agree with that, yeah. Um, and, I mean, that's, with Red Auerbach, that's a big name, so um, yeah. that's, a, that's a bold statement. Um, I like it, though, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely a Popovich fan. I mean, uh, he's never the most personable guy. Um, <laughs> he's a little surly. But, I mean, he always gets him coached up. And, oh, yeah. And even being maybe, you know, you know, from the exterior standpoint that he's not... 
not a big people person, but his players love him. Yeah. I mean, and they they you know they play their hearts out for him. So that's that's really the the mark of a coach right yeah. there is you know what your players do for you. You know, Pop normally hates interviews from uh, more of the regular media. Pop, you're welcome on the fumbling punter. <laughs> yeah, anytime, anytime, anytime. anytime. <laughs> We'd love to have you. You know, we might even pitch in to get you a flight up here to Springfield, get you live on yeah. set. Uh, so then we talked a little bit about the Rockets earlier. They're uh, 40 and 18 right now with James Harden. I, I I made a note here that Dwight Howard left and they got better. Yes, absolutely. Um, that seems to be the, uh, other than the Magic, I mean, other than that's the one team where he left and they kind of fell off the table, but really other than the Magic, he leaves and yeah. stuff gets fixed. Yeah. I mean, that's not really speaking very highly. It does not, no. Uh, Clippers, you know, we kind of talked about the uh, Clippers kind of going towards the dysfunctional route here a little bit ago, and... I I told you offset. I had seen. I didn't know if it was clickbait or anything real to it. But Chris Paul returned to New Orleans to play with Boogie and the Brow. I had not heard that. That would be that would be an interesting. I mean, you put Chris Paul with those two guys. Oh they yeah. Bears, your championship contender. I mean, that's, yeah. That's automatically they vault into that. Yeah. Conversation. And you know that's where he started. Was yeah. well, technically, I think in Charlotte. Well, were they already no, in New Orleans? It was New Orleans, but they had not. They were still the Hornets. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So same franchise. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so yeah, that would be a nice homecoming right there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but why? Why would Steve Ballmer do that? You know, this has probably been the greatest uh, discrepancy between the Clippers and the Lakers with the in the Clippers' favor since they've been. Yeah, absolutely. Since they've been in L.A. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why you would give that up. You know. When, yeah. And, they're, and it seems like they're always having issues with Blake Griffin. I mean, there's yeah. always something going on with him. He's punching um, a training, uh, yeah, training coach. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's it's fun. I mean, not for me personally, but it's it's good to see the Clippers have a yeah. lot of success here. Um, they've always kind of been the uh, the whipping boy of the NBA, but um, yeah, right now they're kind of they're kind of teetering on that that dysfunctional level. You know, being really the Clippers know. again. Yeah, um, you know, with. Austin Rivers there in the starting line, yeah. but you know, like you know, the the big guy, the big gun for the Clippers that I I enjoy seeing, JJ Redick. Oh yeah, yeah. he's still in the starting five, isn't <laughs> Hanging he? Hanging around, he's, <laughs> he's put together a good NBA career for the younger crowd that thinks like Steph Curry's the greatest three point shooter of all time. They weren't old enough to see JJ at Duke for the like nine years yeah. he was there. Rip Nets. Oh I mean, man. Uh, I think one that one year, what he shoot like ninety eight percent from the free throw line. Yeah, or something. Oh, he was something incredible. crazy. Yeah. yeah. So for all you people that uh, don't remember JJ at Duke, he was Steph Curry before Steph Curry. Yeah. Look him up on the YouTube's. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's old clips of the videotapes. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that floating around. Uh, fifth seed. This is a team that basically. I don't know if they're hiding them out in the caves out in Utah or what's going on, but the Jazz are in the fifth seed right now. I think if you would ask any maybe casual NBA fan and you said, you know, who's the fifth seed in the West? I mean, where do you think the Utah Jazz are sitting? They would not say, you know, almost a top four seed right now in the West, middle of the pack in the playoff hunt. Um, it's surprising they're yeah they're doing a good job. And you know who's running the uh, running the team out in Utah right now? This is the most mind-boggling thing for the whole the whole situation in Utah. Our boy Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder. Basically what? left Mizzou in disgrace. Yeah. Uh, 
I kind of thought that was it for him. Then uh, he got he was an assistant coach for the Lakers, right? He, he was also working as a uh, as a staffer for Shashevsky there for a couple yeah. Years at Duke. Yeah, and then he went to the D League, mm-hmm. was D League coach mm-hmm. of the year, and I think he was with the Lakers when they they had those late the last two title runs. Yeah, I think he was yeah, that's right. Staff. Yeah, because that was mind boggling yeah. as well. Just, just he was an him assistant. on the bench. Yeah. So Quinn, we're sorry. Please come back. We miss you at Missouri. <laughs> I mean, right now, I mean, you're better than. Ooh. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> Quinn, please come back. <laughs> I know you and Gordon Hayward are out there. Having a lot of fun, but uh, please come yeah, back to Missouri. Gordon Hayward, Butler a, guy. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's been put together nicely. So I like what he's doing. They're uh, they're heading in the right direction. Be interesting to see kind of what they can do here in the Western Conference playoffs yeah. this year. Uh, so I have a fun Gordon Hayward story that I heard whenever uh, he was at Butler and mm-hmm. they made those back to back Final Four runs. Yeah. Uh, so Gordon Hayward was only recruited by Butler because you know he's like six eight mm-hmm. and has a is either a two or a three guard. Yeah, so, he, you know, he plays, you know, a guard role. Yeah, in that. and I was wondering how in the world Butler got this mm-hmm. guy. He was five foot ten at the start of his senior year. Of high school? Yes. What? That is why... I had no idea. That is why Brad Stevens was the only guy to give him an Blow offer. Up. And then he, uh, you know, grew almost a foot. That makes sense that he has that skill set. Yeah. Yeah. So, because you wouldn't think that a six eight guy in Indiana... Would be uh, would have a lot of guard skills. They put him on the post and yeah, I remember him almost cashing that thing in. Oh, to beat Duke, Duke man, rimmed out. Woo. Those that was, that, was like, that was one of the, that was one of my all time favorite. Yeah, you know, in NCAA championship games. I'm gonna say that Butler going to back to back in or uh, NCAA Final Fours. Maybe the most remarkable college basketball story of our lifetime. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a big one right now. I mean, especially because the, you know, the premise of the whole NCAA is, you know, the Cinderella story. Yeah. Everybody loves them. And, you know, for a team like that to make, you know, two, you know, back-to-back Final Four runs, I mean, that's a, that's a huge deal. Yeah. And, I mean, I think Gordon Hayward's the only NBA guy on, that was on that team. You know, they had the president, Brad Stevens. Yeah. Uh, Just looking the dapper. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dapper as always. Mm-hmm. But uh, so moving on from Butler, the Jazz, and Quinn Snyder, which I like to, I might be a Jazz fan now. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, I mean they're especially if you don't really have your set team. I mean why yeah. not? Why not root for the Jazz? Oh yeah. So uh, the Timberwolves, they got a lot of young talent. I really like the Timberwolves. Yeah, I do. I'm I'm kind of I'm trying to sell high on them right now. I think they're I think they're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Um, I think Carl Anthony Towns has looked really, really good. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he might be one of the big up-and-comers right now. Yeah, and, and Wiggins they, had back-to-back 40-point games yeah. against... Okay, I'm, not, I'm just going to put put this in here. Uh, Wiggins is part of the uh, Canadian basketball movement. <laughs> so uh, you had him go number one overall. The year before, Anthony Bennett, who kind of flaked out, was number one overall, yeah. also a Canadian. And then uh, Jamal Murray, who I did I forgot about him. He played at Kentucky last Kentucky year, game, yeah. and then I he is playing for the Suns. Does that sound right? We'll look that up. We don't want to give you guys bad yeah. information. But uh, I saw him in the Futures game. Yeah, he he won the MVP. And game. holy cow, man! Mm-hmm. You know the Canadians. They're on the rise. They're uh, they're putting it together right now. They're started you know, with Steve Nash. I was gonna say with all these long winters. I mean, what else do they have to do besides get in the gym in the winter? So hockey, hockey. That's, yeah, well, ha- have 
That's that's me not being a, a Canadian right there, thinking right. basketball or hockey. What am I thinking? Hey, man. Uh, the uh, the NHL's been tugging on my heartstrings the last couple of years. You know, the only Blues game I've watched this year was the one on Monday night where they lost with that final oh, goal in the last four last seconds. Four seconds. Yeah. Oh, that, that's man. the only Blues game I've watched this year. Heartbreaker. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah. I uh, you know, we hit we hit some hockey pretty hard on uh, some of these podcasts, so we'll we'll keep you up to date. Yeah, I know I appreciate it, and, and to be honest, I've kind of, especially with the more that the Blues have been on TV a little yeah. bit more, I've kind of you know started paying attention a little bit more, and it, and it really is fun to watch on TV. I mean, oh it's, yeah, it's fast paced, but I've I've kind of slowly but surely kind of getting in yeah. into a hockey state of mind. Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not giving up basketball completely, but hockey's hockey's. NHL regular season has been more fun. I, I would agree with that, yeah. You know, so get get it together, NBA. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Grizzlies. The one note here we're going to bring up is the uh, Grizzlies, uh, the Memphis is 2-1 and one against the Golden State Warriors this year. Kind of got their number. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that brings me into my uh, doomsday scenario we'll get into here in a bit. But uh, first I want to get into Oklahoma City. Uh, we talked about Russ. Man... Russ is just a throwback. Yeah, Russ doesn't want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. Russ wants to dunk from the free throw line and then maybe fight you. And really, you know, for me, personally as a sportsman, those type of guys, those competitors, are yeah. really my favorite people to watch. You know, your Russell Westbrooks. Um, kind of what really started me as, you know, getting an NBA as far as, you know, players. You know, Kobe Bryant being oh, the yeah. guy. The KG. Uber, the Uber competitor. Yeah, absolutely. Um Another one that, you know, I watched very closely, um, baseball guy, Chris Carpenter. Oh, yeah. He was, yes. he was the, the ultimate competitor. Those guys, I mean, that's that's like, that's like the fun of the sports and just being, you know, that intense and that into it. I mean, it's just, oh, yeah. it's it's a lot more fun to watch, Yeah, you know, those guys. Then just, let's hug and be best friends. That you can see they just want them with every... You know, answer their being. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's good stuff. So, uh, you know, talking about Oklahoma City... The, they got Oladipo and uh, Sabonis' son. I can't remember their first names. But, uh, uh, Victor is Victor Oladipo. Well, I, I got Victor. I mean the oh, Sabonis. Yeah, yeah, like Arbitus and I can't remember. the. But uh, the son looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, and uh, Stephen Adams. Is that Stephen Adams? The, yeah, the, the, the Dothraki uh, warrior. Yeah, mustache. Um, strong mustache. Probably the strongest mustache in the league right now. Strong mustache, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean they got some pieces there. I mean they need maybe one more, yeah, you know, superstar type player to to pair up with Russ, Clay Thompson, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, I they're they're an intriguing team right now, yeah. especially I mean Russ keeping them in it, basically, you know, putting that team on his back right now. So oh yeah, I'm intrigued. Uh, so I have let's get into this doomsday scenario for the Golden State Warriors. If they match up with Oklahoma City as the eighth seed, then they get Memphis in the conference semifinals and San Antonio in the conference finals. That's a pretty rough... It's a tough road. Oh, man. I think that's their doomsday scenario because that's going to take a lot out of Mm -hmm. them, even if they get past Oklahoma City, Memphis, San Antonio. Yeah. You know, they're going to be... You know, the Cavs are going to get to basically trot through the Eastern Conference playoffs... So you may get a fairly, if Golden State does make it through mm-hmm. that slate, you may get a fairly well-rested Cavs team against a pretty banged-up Golden State yeah. team. And even 
and maybe not even you know physically banged up, just the mental grind of having oh, to go yeah. through these long playoff series that that takes its toll as well. Yeah, because I promise you, Russ in Oklahoma City is going to give them all they want, yeah. even if that's a sweep. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a, a grinded out four games. Yeah, and even even if it's it, like I say, even if it is just a sweep, I think just with all the media attention that it's going to get and all the the hype and the storylines and everything that's going to go into it, I think that's going to be just as much. Yeah. It's as, not going to be an they, easy. Yeah, it just I think that's going to be just as big as if they go seven games. Yeah. And in Memphis, we said Memphis 2-1 mm-hmm. against them. Grizzlies play some tough ball. Kind of the one team that has their number this year. Yeah. Really. So, man, oh, man, Memphis would be uh, America's team then. Yeah. And uh, one of one of my, my favorite bands, Shinedown, their guitarist, Zach Myers. Oh, yeah. Big Memphis Grizzlies fan. Oh, so I always yeah. see his, uh, his Grizzlies tweets. He had the shirt that was Memphis is F. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have our explicit rating from iTunes yeah. yet, so... Having to edit we, that. We keep it calm here. Great shirt. Uh, <laughs> man, I really want one of those. Yeah. I can't talk my wife into going to Memphis for a game, so we're probably going to have to go to OKC. But yeah. we may have to do that sometime. Go down, hit Beale, hit Absolutely, Beale Street. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't, haven't been to Memphis in a while. It's always, it's, I've heard it's a fun trip, so yeah. I might, might have to take a trip here. Yeah, just, you know, explore the good parts yeah. of Memphis. Yeah. Uh, so, West predictions. I've got San Antonio over Golden State, 4-3. I'm taking the upset. What you got, Anthony? You know, um, to be honest, I kind of want to see the rubber match between Golden State and oh. Cavs. I do. Um, it's going to – I think no matter what, I think that's going to be a good – a good, especially Western Conference Finals if it's the – Oh, yeah. The Spurs and the, and the Warriors. Basically, you know, two – Differing really philosophies as far as playing oh, basketball, yeah. so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think those that playoff whole yeah. run there will be pretty good. So we're going to have completely different finals picks because you've got Golden State, Cleveland. I've got San Antonio, Cleveland. I've got San Antonio over Cleveland four two. San Antonio, America's team. You really, you really on the San Antonio? I'm on the San Antonio here. bandwagon. We're going to get pop on this show. Yeah, it's uh, ratings are going to skyrocket. I like it. Um, I I right now it's it's tough for me the way they're rolling LeBron James I mean I'm kind of you know I'm not making a secret of it anymore because I'm actually on you know a live show saying yeah. this, but kind of a LeBron James fan I mean what he's I go doing back right and forth now, I go back and forth um, I'm kind of rooting for him just with all the all the hate that he's had to deal with and some of it has been granted you know he brought it on himself but. Um, just what he's doing right now, I think it's it's kind of unprecedented. So I'm yeah. I'm excited to see see what they another deep run for those guys. With all my LeBron blames hate from earlier in the show, if they match up with Golden State, I'll be I'll be Akron for, for yeah. life. <laughs> you know, I am yeah. not rooting for the Warriors. No, absolutely in, not under any circumstance. No. Um, and another reason I like the Cavs is a couple of their. Uh, I don't want to uh, put role players. Uh, Richard Jefferson. And oh Shane yeah, Fry. yeah. They they actually do their own little podcast, and it's really funny. I mean, it's just not really basketball related. Yeah. Just them talking, hanging out, but two very very interesting guys, very funny guys. Um, and so just you know seeing them, you know, not really on a basketball setting. I kind of I kind of root for those guys. Yeah. Um, they're they're interesting people. So. RJ, if uh, if you're Channing, want to get on the show? Yeah. Get in contact on, with guys. us. We'll. Uh, I want Rich Jefferson on the show because I want to talk to him about those old Nets teams. <laughs> right? Man, <Yeah. laughs> those were my jam back fun, in the yeah. day. Jason Kidd, Vince Carter, uh, Jefferson. 
Love those. Oh, they got Kenyon Martin there at the Kenyon end. Kenyon Martin, yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati guy. Yup. Cincinnati. Man, I watched a uh, game, getting off topic real quick. Watched a game with them a couple of years ago when they played Xavier. Big rivals. Yeah. And they almost like had a full-on Ron Artest I brawl. think I remember that, yeah. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. fun. So, uh, getting into our last couple of things for the NBA here. Anthony, give me your coach of the year. Um, I think I'm going to go with Dan Tony. I mean, just with what he's done with, you know, putting in a place in Houston and, yeah. you know, the transcendence right now of James Harden, I think. Um, even with, you know, Popovich and the great yeah. year they're having, uh, I'm going to have to give it to Dan Tony. Yeah, you know, I want to go Brad Stevens, but I think I have to go Dan Tony. You know, yeah. he's just done too much. He's really revitalized his whole career, I, his image. Just, I think that's exactly what I was going to say, too, is, I mean, it's, it's almost more of a almost like a comeback yeah. coach of the year plus coach of the year for him with you know what all he's done here and what, oh, yeah. what all he's been through. Yeah. Really. So let's get uh, MVP. Um, I'm gonna go with Russ. Give me Russ too. Yeah. I mean, is he still averaging a triple double right now? Uh, I mean, last yes. I saw, he was. I mean, and if he does that, it's just yeah. gonna be one of the most unbelievable things. I mean, we'll yeah. see right now. I mean, um, you know, big sports feats. I really didn't think we were gonna see is you know. We saw a triple crown winner here yeah. a couple of years ago, um, but to see a guy, I think it, it's even more impressive to see somebody average a triple double in mean, yeah. this day and age in the NBA. So I'm excited to see that, um, and just you know the, sto- the storylines going into the year with Russell and everything going on with him. So oh yeah, um, I think he's he's my MVP. Yeah, me too. Nobody, I mean, you know, it's really between him and Harden in my eyes That's because right. those are the two most valuable players for their teams. Mm-hmm. Because you take Russ out of OKC or Harden out of Houston, and those teams look a lot different. Yeah, they might win 10 games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, now that that was our NBA show, uh, thanks, Anthony. This has been our longest podcast. We're going to get off the NBA before we get out of here, though. So have, did you hear my Pocotas projections? You I know, did, yeah. Me, me fighting with them. Um, and I, 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 one of the, the big places I read a lot of my news is uh, Sports on Earth. And they do a lot of um, projection stuff and articles, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And they did a big Pocota one. And um, I did not see until I read the article on there that the Cardinals were, what, 76 wins? 76 wins. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't think they're going to be, you know, an earth-beating team this year. But they're going to be better than 76 wins. Oh, I mean, sh- come on. Surely. I have said the the only silver lining if they act, if that actually did come true is maybe we get Mike Matheny out of there. I think Mike Matheny knows something about somebody at this point. <laughs> he's I got pictures he's got, of somebody. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I you know the more and more I watch it day in and day out with what he does and the way he manages the team, I just, whew, not my guy at this yeah. point. Yeah, he you know he may have pictures of Mo running around. I think with, he does. on his wife or I something. I think he's I think he's got him in a picture of just of him in the bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> he's got something to keep yeah. him in there. Did you see the Royals? Seventy-one wins. Um, and that's that's what another thing I was reading in that article is um the Royals is number uh probably number two, and then the Orioles is another one that Dakota no. constantly undervalues. Um, if so you want, I went those same three teams on the teams I thought that they really crapped on yeah. that I didn't think that they were deserving of. I don't know if it, this might sound surprising to you, but over the last five years, do you know the team that's won the most games in the AL? I'm going to guess the Orioles. The Baltimore Orioles. But, and, and, every, and every single year, Pakoda picks them, you know, you know, downgrades them, doesn't give them a lot of, yeah. doesn't give them any love. 
but you know they just constantly outperform. Yeah, you know, their projections. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Buck Buck's a baseball guy. Buck, Buck we'd like Buck to is have, the man. Yeah. Buck, we'd like to have you on the show too. Get you and Pop lined up. Uh, man, when he took over the Orioles, they were awful. Shambles. They were in shambles. Yeah. And then you know, you look at their pitching staff for the time that he's been there. They haven't had any. Kershaw's, you know, they haven't had any, they haven't went out and spent a billion dollars to uh, get, you know, kind of the staff the Cardinals had yeah. when they were winning a lot of games. They just do it. Yeah, he, I mean, he's pieced together, you know, keeping the, you know, rotation basically by, you know, spitting glue. I mean, it's, oh, not, yeah. it's no way that you're going to think of. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't have the Cubs, you know, five great no. starters. Uh, had... Zach Britton last year was their kind of their biggest pitcher that they've yeah. had in the last five years. Oh yeah, um, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. I mean they 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 are kind of a little bit different philosophy as far as from what baseball is going from. I mean they're all about you know hitting home runs. And oh yeah, just pitching just enough. Yeah, to to get them by. Um, talking about you know the uh, Royals and their seventy one wins, that could happen if they have to go into sell mode. I uh, read an article the other day from Fox's Ken Rosenthal about how basically, uh, first off, the Royals are screwed. Uh, Hosmer's agent is Scott Boris. Yeah, that's not good. Scott's getting paid, Mm -hmm. getting his clients paid. And if they don't have a deal done by the first of the year, or by the first game of the season, then he's going to test free agency. Yeah. So at Um, that point, if you don't have him a deal by the first of the year, you have to trade him. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad because their window is it's closing very very fast because they're yeah. not going to be able to sign all the guys that they're going to need to to keep this core together. Yeah, I think they have Kane, uh, Hosmer, of course, uh, Mustakas, Escobar, mm-hmm. all up for free agency this yeah. year. They already made the move to get rid of Wade Davis, mm-hmm. got Solaire in return, which I think I think that was a good move on their yeah. part. I think um, they were needing some help. That was kind of their big hole. Yeah, over there at second base, so. Is, but, that, is that where you get Oh, uh, right field. Right field, yeah. Oh, they, they had a big hole in right field. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pablo uh, Orlando. Or Apollo Orlando. Apollo yeah. Orlando, yeah. Brazilian. Yeah, he was he was out there, but... Um, yeah, um, and, you know, I'm a big Cardinals fan, but you know, I was kind of rooting for the Royals. It was, it was nice to see them yeah. back in contention a little bit. Um, unfortunately, um, the Indians right now are kind of the, looking like the, the beast of the central. Yeah. For the, yeah, they went and got uh, in Carson, in Edwin Encarnacion. I can't say his last name. Help me out here. Encarnacion. Encarnacion. Thank you. Yeah. I had a I had a little blunder that, that, there. That's what I'm here for. I got the got the pronunciation. Got my back. Uh, Unique yeah. New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the the Indians are going to be tough, and I uh, the Royals. Uh, well, I mean, I'll get into this a lot more at another time. But they've spent a little bit of bad money. Yeah. Given. You know, paying for Gordon what they did. I don't think that was Ian, a good move. Yeah. Ian Kennedy. Uh, you know, they had the tragic loss of Ventura. That's a tough one. That I mean, that's tough on your organization yeah. from the standpoint I brought up a couple of weeks ago after it happened. That You're not going to get an arm like Ventura on the rookie. Or, you know, he's still arbitration mm-hmm. uh, eligible. And so you're not going to get a guy that throws like that for that kind of money. You know, that you've kind of found, developed, brought yeah. along. So that's a pretty big hole for them. Yeah, that's a tough thing to deal with just all around. Yeah, it's a bad situation. Um, and then and he was he was you know one of the up and coming guys. And yeah. He and that's that's gonna be I think one of their big holes right now. And that's 
never really been a strong point in no. the rotation. I mean, they've always put together with that dynamic bullpen. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is kind of dwindling away. Yeah, and so I think they're going to have a, I think it's going to be a tough year in Kansas City, yeah. unfortunately, for all the all the Kansas City fans out there. My wife is one. Is she? Kansas City native, that's so. Un- that's unfortunate. It is, it yeah. is. But, uh, yeah, so you could you could see a lot of uh, a lot of moves. I had heard in the offseason a uh, rumor about Lorenzo Kane for Colton Wong before the Cardinals signed Dexter Fowler. You know, I did not see that. I had heard the only one I'd really heard was the, the Dyson. Jared oh, Dyson yeah. one kind of floating around, but I wasn't, yeah, yeah. I wasn't crazy about that. No, uh not not a big Dyson guy. I, I'm I'm happy with Fowler. I would yeah. love to see Low Kane because I've kind of we've gone to some Royal games the last couple of years and I've really been rooting for him. Yeah, he's he's definitely a lot of fun to watch. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I I I had some uh, Big Ten stuff. We're uh, we're running way longer. <laughs> where what do we said that right now? We're uh, hour and eight minutes. Ooh, look at us. Yeah. So our but folks, this is what to expect uh, for some of these good podcasts with Anthony. And then uh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna hopefully play you in sometime on our uh, MLB previews. Yeah, absolutely. Those are gonna be like six one plus hour mm-hmm. episodes apiece, going division by division. So Anthony will be in spring training next week. So uh, we want to hear all of uh, the headlines. Give us. Uh, ha- I want to see. I want you to send me a picture of Matt Adams down thirty pounds. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. I mean. Me personally, not. I don't know where you stand on Matt Adams, but I'm not a Matt Adams fan. So no. no. Um, well, I mean, we'll see. Um, he could lose a hundred pounds, and if his swing is still as long as it is, he's not going to hit the ball any better. Thank you. Slowest swing in baseball. <laughs> oh man, they're so. I mean, him and uh, Alan Craig were two guys I thought had bad holes in their swings. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is, is Alan Craig, man, that guy, it just fell off a table, but. They um, found out that he could hit the he could turn on the inside fastball, so they're yeah. going away and yeah. just killing him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was a lot of fun to watch, but yeah, Matt Adams. I mean, we'll see. Um, and that's that's really been a thing that they've they need to address with him is you know where is is he going to be, you know, the future first baseman in the organization? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I I don't think he's the answer. I think Matt Carpenter is the future first baseman so. for the organization. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last thing before we get out of here. Uh, Fair, we're going to play this game called Fair or Foul. I called the Big Ten fake football the other day. Fair or foul? Uh, fair. I'll say <laughs> fair. Um, not, not a Big Ten fan. Um, I love Jim Harbaugh. I really do. Oh. I know I know. I was going to get that reaction, but I love just how brazen he is, and he's just going to go at people. Um, I think that one that you were talking about called, was it a... Uh, Feinbaum, yeah. Pete Feinbaum. Pete Feinbaum. Um, I thought that I love that. That's that's funny to me. That's entertaining. So I'm not so Big Ten football. Not great football. Fake football. Fake football. I would agree with that, but I love with the you know the the you know the thing is I still love Jim Harbaugh. So right. Yeah. Right. Unfortunate. That I mean, it is. You know. Yeah. No. This is what it is. Yeah. That's rough. But thank you guys for joining us. Uh, you know, you guys may have to break this podcast up into a couple of days. Maybe you got a long drive. Yeah. You know, you want to hear a good podcast for Hash a long drive? Here. Listen to the NBA show. You uh, looking forward to the NBA playoffs? Maybe you haven't paid attention to the regular season so far? Hour and ten minutes. Catch up go. on 
four months worth of basketball. <laughs> so, Anthony, thanks for joining us. We look forward to having you on here again soon. Uh, definitely uh, send the Fumbling Punters some uh, pictures from the uh, OKC Lakers game. Yeah, I'm going to be there Friday night, so I'll definitely tag you guys in some pictures on Twitter. And, hey. uh, on uh, Here, I'm going to be in this next weekend. I'm going to be down in West Palm. Um, checking out, we're gonna go to the Nationals Cardinals game, and we're, oh, we're actually yeah. gonna see the new Nationals complex. Yeah, they just they kind of thrown together here this winter, so um, I'll send some pictures of that too. So yeah, I'll definitely get some uh, some stuff from right from the the ground floor here. In insider insider stuff, yeah, yep. exactly. Insider baseball, insider <laughs> basketball, we've got it. Here we uh, go. You know, if you're running to Magic Johnson, get an interview. Yeah, I might. I'll uh, I'll definitely get a quote. You know, get get a good quote. Yeah. Maybe he'll give you better stuff than he gives his Twitter account. Well, yeah, hopefully. Hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, give us a follow on Twitter, at the Fumbling Punter. For Anthony Ogden, I'm Devin Keeney. This has been the Fumbling Punter Podcast.